Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living Well with Abigail Steinharder. Torah wisdom to open your heart and deepen your understanding of life. In today's episode, we're going to speak about Tishabav. The nine days leading up to Tishabav are almost over, and Tishabav is right around the corner starting Wednesday night. And I wanted to offer a perspective that might shift your experience of these days. And in the end, maybe give a positive boost to the rest of our year. I think we can all agree that most uh, people in a healthy life would not say that mourning and sadness are enjoyable experiences. And at the same time, it's important not to avoid sad times and avoid sad feelings. And it's important not to just wish them away, because they do have something to contribute to an overall healthy life. So while generally we try to approach life with a buoyancy and a happiness, there are times, there's a time for everything, and there's a time for paying attention to the more heavy emotions and putting more um, focus on those, those feelings and expressing them through our actions and all the limitations of things that we don't do during the three weeks, the nine days and Tisha above. There's a time for that. And they have something to offer for a generally otherwise healthy life. And we're going to see that the sadness is not a, uh, a, a sadness that goes to the point of hopelessness or depression, but rather it's a sadness that comes along with other awarenesses. So Tishabav is about events in our history. And we know that there's a list of things that occurred um, perhaps you could say it started with the Miraglim's return and the Jewish people crying, and then the first base of Megdash, the second base of Megdash. Actually, prior to that, other events are mentioned, and other catastrophic events have occurred on the ninth of Av throughout history. And um, I think those those things have been have been mentioned and hopefully are well well known about. And some people may feel, you know, those are times of destruction, loss, and tragedy, and you know. I have my own problems. A lot of people may feel like I'm dealing with enough in my daily life. I have my own difficulties, myself, the people around me, the world right now. I have my own problems, and I really can't even take the time or the energy to connect to those long-ago tragedies. Or alternately, alternatively, maybe this would be belonging to a different set of people, may say, I'm enjoying my life. You know, it's summer. Summer is the fun, funnest season, if you ask me, you know, and some people may say, and that's true for me, but anyway, some people may say, um, you know, I'm enjoying my life. I don't want to be bothered right now with old times and sad stuff. Like, really, this is just a big burden. And those are two very normal feelings, normal uh, sentiments. And I'd like to offer um, a perspective that may kind of make all of these things fall into place. So when we're talking about destruction and gullus, one thing that we're talking about is that the we're taught that the experience is one of the Shechina going into gullus. The Shechina itself goes into gullus. So what we mean is that Hashem himself is unlimited and unaffectable. However, he conducts himself in a way in the world as though he does have limits. He, his Shechina is his expression in the world, his expression, an expression of Hashem in the world is the Shechina, is his dwelling in the world. And Shechinta Begalusa, or Galus of the Shechina, is a, is, an, is a phenomenon that Hashem cannot, 
he limits himself in, so, so that he cannot express his love to us. In Maseches Yuma, the Gemara describes how when the Jews would go up for the Shal Shregalim, the Oli Regal would see the Kohanim would open the curtains to the Kodesh Kadashim. And there, what was before their eyes was the Kruvim embracing each other, connecting with each other. And the Kohanim would announce, see how beloved you are before Hashem. And the Jewish people would be able to see with their felt senses the incredible, powerful connection that Hashem expresses to his people. With the loss of the Beis HaMikdash, we can't experience his full love. We can't see this, have this experience. And in other ways, we can't experience Hashem's full love right now. And it's like he's not expressed in the world nearly as much as fully, not fully at all. And so let's leave this for a moment and take a look at a few psukim that appear in a Gemara, the Gemara Chagiga, that hey, Ahmed Beis. And there it says that there are psukim that seem to be contradictory. One is from Yirmiyo. In Yirmiyo it says that um, Yirmiyo is saying, He says he's crying. But the Chazal on that Pasuk say it's also Hashem speaking through the Navi and he's saying, I, Kivyachal, cry. Okay. Hashem doesn't have emotions, but he expresses himself in the world through these. Kivyachal emotion. So Hashem says, I'm crying mipnei geva, because of pride. Different Mepharshim explain this geva differently. But the Gemara in Chagiga says, mipnei geva, mipnei gava, son shall Yisrael shanitla mehem. I cry because of the pride of Yisrael that has been taken from them with the advent of Shechina going into Galas. However, the same Gemara brings another Pasuk, actually from Divrei Hayamim, which says, Oz v'chedba, Oz v'chedva bimkomo, before Hashem is, is rejoicing, like uh, ultimate rejoicing, strength and rejoicing. And the question is, if before Hashem, there is like an endless stream of rejoicing, how could there be room before Hashem for this terrible grief of Klal Yisrael's um, kavod being taken from them and, um, and this, uh, this, you know, tragic experience? And so there's different opinions in the Gemara, and basically the idea is one is on a external level and one is on an internal level. So there's different opinions, which is which. Um, but what we can see is that there can be two simultaneous things. We can have a tragic loss on one level, and simultaneously at the same time, we can be holding on to a truth of something Im- I- unbreakable and un- unending and I can't think of the exact word, but like not, not stoppable um, of this glory and happiness before Hashem. So in Eicha, and this Pasuk is also quoted in the Gemara, it says that Hashem sent down from the heavens down to the earth the glory of Yisrael. And the Gemara says we, we can feel that we were cast from the highest place to the lowest place when we lost, when we went into Gullus and when we had our Chorban. We were cast down from high to low. And again, we're seeing that we have this, all this tragic experience of loss of our kavod and loss of, of hope, it seems. And what we're saying from this Gemara and Chagiga that brings these two psukim that seem contradictory is that while it is absolutely true that we 
we lost our Tubate Mikdash. They were burned to the ground. We don't have a Mishkan. We do have a status of Shechina and Gullus, which, by the way, didn't only begin with the Beis Hamikdash being destroyed. It began really when Hashem made the world and contracted himself and hid his light to some degree. There's There's been an experience of Hashem being hidden for most of history, actually. But what we're saying is that on one level, we have all this tragedy and we have all this loss, but at the very same time, there's endless rejoicing before Hashem because His goodness and His light is continuing to shine in the world, yes, in a more hidden way than it would be if His Shechina was not in Galas. So what we're saying is that when when the the we had a loss of um, Hashem's light shining in the world, the main place where his light would shine would be in mankind, especially in the Jewish people, because every single Jew is the most revealed manifestation of Hashem in the world. And with the Shechina going into Galus, with Hashem contracting himself back, the main place where we see this, this contraction and this darkening is, again, also in the the person, in the Jewish person who is not able to see his godliness in himself. The Shechina and Galus, one of the things that it means is that a person looks at herself and doesn't see Hashem in her, doesn't see her own godliness, and continuing on from this idea because it's absolutely a continuation, and he, she also is not able to see Hashem's expression in the next person, in the others around her. That if we have a full, full revelation of Hashem, one of the main things, and you could say perhaps the main thing that will happen, is that each individual will be a clear manifestation of Hashem. That Hashem's beauty and light and powerful power and all those things will be shining visibly in a person for herself, himself, and also they'll be able to see it that visible, shining um, manifestation in the next person as well, because as we know, those two things go together. So when Yermio says, and, and it's Hashem speaking, part of what it's saying is, my, my, my heart, my, sorry, my nefesh cries in secret from the loss of honor that we had being one with Hashem. He cries about our loss that we don't know that we are part of him, how beloved, how needed, how powerful and beautiful we are. And we lose sight of the very basic concept written in the Chumash, Banim Atem Lahashem Elokechem. It says straight out in the Chumash, you are children, and Chelek Hashem Elokim Amo, that there's a Chelek of Hashem inside of us. That is something that we lose sight of partially because Hashem hides himself. And if that's if that is the case, that an expression an expression of gullus is Hashem not being seen and, and visible in each of us, then an expression of geula is Hashem beginning to be revealed in each of us. Pasuk in Tehillim says, "Karva al nafshi geula," that geula is coming close to my its geula comes close to my nefesh, that there's a concept of individual individual geula, which we spoke about in our pre-Pesach class. There's a concept that geula is a personal thing as well as a national and universal experience, that there's geula that happens in a person by virtue of her revealing Hashem in herself. And since we're talking about the Beis HaMikdash, since we're talking about 
the uh, Tisha B'Av experience. Let's think about the construction of the Beis HaMikdash, where we're told, the Gemara says in um, Menachos, the Gemara says that Shlomo HaMelech built the windows of the Mikdash in a different way than one would expect. This is well known, that in normal um, buildings where we would want light to come in, remember this is um, before there was electricity, so there were candles, but um, you would think that the windows would be wide to the outside to collect as much sunlight as possible, narrowing toward the inside, bringing the light in. Um, however, says the Gemara, Shlomo Melech saw fit to build the Beis HaMikdash with the opposite. They were, um, sorry, I think I said it wrong. Um, they were the, the, the windows were narrow on the inside and wide to the outside. I said it backwards because we, the, to show that the, the, the light that um, was, where was the light coming from and to? In the Beis HaMikdash, the light was coming from inside the Beis HaMikdash to shine out into the world, showing that the Beis HaMikdash did not need any illumination from the sun. It was its own illumination. So again, um, to clear up the confusion, Shlomo HaMelech built the windows of the Mikdash with narrow to the inside, wide to the outside, to shine the light out to the outside of the Beis HaMikdash, showing that the Beis HaMikdash is is its own source of light. And so I'd like to suggest an idea that really resonates with me, and that is really the only thing that we could do is keep on working to become aware of on a deep level level, on a felt level, of of feeling Hashem's presence inside of us, of feeling that powerful connection, that presence, that power, that beauty, that light, by healing our own ourselves, by healing ourselves. When we heal ourself, our wounds, our churbanos, our burnt down parts, our gullus, right? And when we reveal the greatness that's not revealed yet, layer by layer, as it appears and asks to be healed, we are creating the ge'ula within ourselves, which is the greatest thing that we can do. When we heal ourselves, much like like the Beis HaMikdash, we shine a healing light into the world around us. And we give off something different. We broadcast a different um, wavelength. When we work on our own healing, on our own becoming more and more whole and more and more godly and expressing Hashem more and more in the world, we are. it just radiates outward and light and goodness and strength and capacity just shine out to the world around us. And we are doing our own greatest thing that we can do without trying to convince anybody of anything, without pressure of trying to change the world. We can just create a geula within, which leads to Hashem's help, a geula for, for the entire Klal Yisrael and for the world around us, which we are waiting for anxiously and full of hope and full of anticipation. We can actually picture this geula because we see when it starts within, it's very real, it's very vivid, and it actually, we, it, we, can, we feel that we have a power to manifest something real and meaningful. I wish you a meaningful and beautiful Kufa now, important. It's an important time. It's a meaningful time. I wish us all that we should see the true and great Keula, Bimheir of Yamenu.